0: Welcome to The Confidence Project. My name is Liam and I have made it my mission to skyrocket your confidence across body, mind and everything in between. I want this podcast to inspire you so that you have the self-belief and motivation to become the best version of yourself. Thank you so much for listening and embarking on what's going to be an incredible journey for the both of us. Let's take you from where you are now to where you want to be. Team, we are back for another episode and we've got a special one today. Thank you, as always, for listening. We've got another client success session. These are racking up now and I'm buzzing to be here. Um, I'm accompanied by someone who I've known for years. Um, we've got a really special guest, someone who has come on leaps and bounds and really got a, a true hero story to tell, I think, um, for a number of reasons. So, without further ado, Esther. Hello. Welcome. How are you feeling about doing this podcast?
1: A bit nervous, but we'll be all
0: right. A bit nervous, but we'll be all right. You'll be absolutely <laughs> fine. So the reason I have brought you on here, just to give everyone a little bit of context, is essentially when we started the conference project, we scored your months. We score you across our three Ps, We score you as a person. We score your positivity and we score your purpose. And if we can get all three as best as possible out of 10, aka 10 out of 10, then we know we're doing something right, and we are looking at the very best version of you. Now, Esther, when you first joined the Confidence Project, our numbers were relatively low, uh, anywhere between one, two, three, four, something like that. And of course, these will always fluctuate. But as the months have gone on, we have only got better and better. And last month, um, in well, in June, we have done a full year of the Confidence Project, and we scored Esther's month in May. And I'm pleased to say we got 10s across the board. So something has shifted in this last year. And I'm here to ask you, Esther, what has shifted? So first question, from when we first started, let's say, so forget the conference, project. when we very first started, we were on a field, I think it was still lockdown, life had turned upside down for us all. Yeah. Where were you at? What was life looking like in you?
1: Pretty rubbish, really. I remember I was sat doing a jigsaw, the kids were in bed, Paul was away with work, and I was just fed up. I was fat, front pay, 40 something, and I needed to do something. Um I'd had four children in the space of seven years, and I'd just kind of lost my way a bit. And i w I've never been I've never been a proper sporty, but before that I had run a couple of marathons, I'd run Great North Run five times I think um but then um it stopped because I've got my children and I remember your mum had said that you'd start doing your PT sessions and I thought that's for elite people that have got loads of money want to be honed athletes what am I doing and I, I kind of worried what other people are thinking I said no she's got a PT um so we met on the field and put me through my paces and at the end you went are you walking out path or going over the fence I'll go over the fence and I climbed over the fence and fell flat on my face. <laughs> you
0: certainly did, you certainly did. And, and we worked well. And obviously, I remember seeing you there the next day and how, I, how you like and the week and was for the just week. There were shockers, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's safe to say that obviously, like everyone, you were in a, a place where you just felt like you needed help and you finally put your hand up and like, you know what, just let's get let's help. get yeah, stuff I sorted.
1: I needed it for me,
0: for you, and, and so often you will go to the bottom of the the pile pile. of course you will you are somebody especially with four children Mm. um obviously in in whatever sort of realm of work you are and you're always giving back to other people you're always Mm. doing something for someone else so for you to now put yourself back to the top of the priority list is a mega mega thing and it hasn't been an easy journey of course it hasn't going all the way back from lockdown like say these months that we've now scored will fluctuate so bring me now to present day Esther sat here on the box Hoping this podcast records. We've had a few technical, technical glitches, so I'm hoping this gets out to us fine. What's changed?
1: Um, I'm trying to live more in the moment. That kind of goes backwards and forwards, really. Um, but I'm trying my hardest. I'm training. I've got a plan. The plan is to do a half marathon this year, which I've just done, um, to do a marathon next year, and then an ultra marathon the year after. For
0: To celebrate my 50th. Well, <laughs> what a few years. So it, it, the first thing that sticks out to me is what an effort for a start. <laughs> but you've almost, you said when you, you were first looking at PT and you were sort of wondering, I think that's the sort of the elite athlete side of things. Mm. Someone listening to this, hearing that someone who's about to turn 50 in a couple of years of times is going to do an ultra marathon, mm. that's quite athlete-like and that's quite...
1: Well, at least. Well, and I did a duathlon last year. Well, I trained for a duathlon. I did um, I did the sprint duathlon. I did a virtual one and came second in my age group, which I were really chuffed about. And then came the actual duathlon. So there's ex-marines there. There's everybody with bikes that cost thousands of pounds. Mum's a year is there with a mountain bike trying a duathlon, and it was blooming hard. I had to pull out through injury. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. But at least I took part. And that gave me the confidence then that, you know what, I can do this. Um, and so then I've just trained again. And then I've just done my half marathon. And um, it's, not the, it's not the quickest time I've ever done a half marathon. However, it's the first one that I've done since having my children. Um, and I did get a PB in the 10 miles by knocking nine minutes off. So something was something, something was going all gone, right. Well, something's clicked.
0: To, to me... It it almost screams resilience and and almost what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You've put yourself in a position, well, yeah, we have had one of many setbacks across this duathlon. Obviously, Mm -hmm. for you to put the hours in training, doing all the things that you wanted to do and then for the day not to go the way you wanted it, it can be heartbreaking. It's a really difficult pill to swallow. Mm -hmm. But you've come out the other side of it very, very strong. So I've got to ask you, because people again listen to this, we're thinking, well, that all sounds great. Why? Why are you doing a half, a full, an ultra marathon. I mean that is a, a 5k is ludicrous to some people. So why do you want to go above and beyond and do an ultra marathon?
1: Challenge, I like a challenge. Um and I want something to aim for. Um I don't just want to sit there and do a 5k. I don't just want to sit there and do half a marathon to be fair, but I am doing another one in October and I'm doing the Manchester one again next year. Um but I just need to I just need to do something to look forward to because running, I need to run. And the training for me, for the half marathon has just put that completely into perspective. I was training six days a week. It was tough. The long runs were tough. Um, but I need it for my headspace.
0: Which is a mega thing. And, and it's really, it's not about the half marathon. It's not about the distance covered. It's about you doing what you want to enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have found a real, a genuine love for running. You're not just doing mm-hmm. it for the sake of running. No if you had to sort of persuade someone to run someone listening to this who might want to take it what would you say to them why why does running tick so many boxes for you
1: um, it's the getting out there you know you run I'm running at half past five in the morning uh, the birds are out the sun's out what's not to love about that I'm on my own I'm just going out well I am some days some days I'm a loser I'm just going out and you know there's just it's just your own your, your own thoughts just running along and what's not to like about that I mean, I could go for a walk, yeah, but that's a bit boring. Not a challenge, but it's a bit is it? No, it's, it's not a challenge for me. Some people might like that, fair enough. Yeah. But I need that running, and the running's helped me come off my tablets. I've been on. I've had really, really, really dark days for the past thirty years, and then um, and the running um, has helped me. I came off the antidepressants that I were on. I couldn't have come off them at a worse time. I had an injury. Um, and it was snowing um, and, and I just went cold turkey came off and so I couldn't even run when I was feeling down but um, I'm not on them now I've been off them a few months I don't feel like I need to go back on them yes I have bad days shall we say not dark days but I don't go as fed up as I was and that's all through my running
0: Do you miss your tablets and no. uh, that sort of supplement to help you feel no. better? You see that I love it when people come in and they sit on the box and we almost just let them waffle because what's mm. just come out of your mouth can inspire everyone, really. For you to say 30 years... 30 of, years,
1: yeah, on and off.
0: But yeah, majority, yeah, absolutely. The majority
1: absolutely.
0: of have been on... A- and it's been a heck of a rollercoaster. And like I say, you've had your good days and your, your bad days, really, and, and you've, you've gone through the thick and thin. Mm. But it sounds like... You've left them way behind.
1: Oh, I have, yeah. I have, definitely.
0: Yeah. Now, I think running and your newfound love for that is, is one of the biggest catalysts we could have asked for, really. Mm-hmm. You've, you've found that. Let's take running out of the equation. hmm What else have you done to find the positives in your day? Um and the reason I say it like that is because for so long, we, we struggled to almost have a positive spin on the world. Mm-hmm. So other than running is what I'm really asking is what have you done or potentially achieved or, you know, what's going on in your life to make you think actually I'm having my good days?
1: Um, well, I think, well, the confidence project's obviously helping um, because I've, I've got a good running buddy through that, meaning Lucy. And sometimes we just walk and talk. And that sometimes is just all I need. You know, we don't go running and, and you know, running 5K in the morning. We might just walk it. Um, and then there's the support online as well. I think that's that's a big thing. And, and I've got to be honest, I didn't feel part of it to start with. Um, I wasn't. I kind of felt that, you know, there were people more into the group. And I felt like on the outskirts of it. And then sort of didn't really want to join in. But um but I've I've kind of grown with it now. Um and, and that support's always there. And sometimes you put messages on and you're fed up and you know, your day's not going great. And then you just get all this positivity back. And it's not just on the group WhatsApp, WhatsApp chat. There's some that'll then message you separately and you know, and it's like and that that like means a massive amount to me. Because I'm not, I'm not good at bigging myself up, and I'm not good at, I'm not good at accepting people um, being nice to me. And that sounds sad, that, but it's just that. Aspect back to being at school, and then, um, and then, and I, 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 I just kind of sometimes think oh, they're just doing it, cause they're doing it, but I don't think that these these people are genuine, and we're all in the same boat. We're all here for a reason. You yeah. don't, you don't come to a PT just to sort of, you know, just look around.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. And and again, I guess anyone listening who was to to sat on the fence or thinking it's a little bit clicky, I think you probably had that outlook where you're mm. thinking, I'm in, but I'm not in really. I'm not in in part of the group. I'm, I'm just here. I'm showing up to my sessions. I'm not doing the external. I think now you get just as much value if we were to take the sessions away Pretend the sessions didn't exist. You've still found friends. Mm. You've still got the support. You've put yourself in a position where you have fully invested in the confidence project and, in turn, got back so much. Yeah. So I've got to ask because, you know, we, we, we will have people who were introverted. We will have people who were who not really, you know, accustomed to making that many friends. What shifted? What happened for you to be like, I'm not in – now I'm in. What did you do? You know, if you had to start of that. Like, it was oh, just, right.
1: it was one particular session. The MFG, we had a session at MFG and I walked up the stairs and then I'm normally like, oh, I don't want to go in, which is, I'm not like that with any sort of situation. I don't want to go in. I just want to go in and sit at the back and people, I just don't want people to know I'm there. And I went up and I was just like, I just wasn't bothered about it. And I walked into the room and everybody were there and I didn't go in thinking, oh my God, everyone's going to be watching me. And I just, I just felt like part of the group. And that that was the time that changed it for
0: me. Yeah, and look, you've got the t-shirt for a reason. You are <laughs> part of the group. And I would always say, look, don't matter your age, your gender, your size, your goals, it matters mm. about you. And that is mm. what it comes down to. Now, you, Esther,
1: mm-hmm. we
0: have the delight of calling you the machine. Um, and this is where I'm gonna put you on the spot a little bit because you know that I, you know, I have little nicknames for everyone, but this is one that's sort of stuck for a while. And again, it's a difficult one, but for anyone listening, I, I think we've coined this because you have to work your bloody socks off. Mm. Um, you leave this gym sweating, you give it your all. Um, I don't and, not
1: give my all to anything though, so exactly, I, I always put on, and the, it's, 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 it's a real. That
0: positive trait to have that mm. other people call you a machine now not just me so okay it's it's taking a bit of a snowball effect why do you think i call you the machine i don't know come
1: on. i don't i don't know i genuinely don't know because i'm just doing what i do you're being you yeah i am just being me your most
0: authentic self i,
1: I am i am
0: so what traits yeah. do that come does that come with I don't know. What does Esther bring to the table?
1: I don't know. Just a positive work ethic. Just, you know, yeah. just get on with it and do it.
0: Yeah.
1: You've got nothing to lose, have you? You're not, you I don't come in here and think, God, you know, I'm having a really, really rubbish day. Oh, he's going to shout at me because I'm not doing anything. Because you're not like that. You'll just encourage us, whatever we're doing. And so, you know, you come in, this is my happy place. I've said it before and I'll say it again. <laughs> <laughs> this is my happy place. Um, yeah and and you know I just I just come in and do what I've got to do and I just do my hardest if I can't do it then I can't do it but I've tried
0: and that's all we'd ever ask for that mm-hmm. is the only feat I would judge you on is your effort and willingness both in the gym and out of the gym mm-hmm. like say for you to potentially sit on the sidelines and, and watch from afar the conference project to now have that backing of yourself to come into it mm-hmm. Again, you're giving it your all, you know, you, you're showing up to the team events, you, you've you made friends, it's mega. But I'm going to bring you back to one word there. You said you've got a really positive work ethic, and mm-hmm. I completely agree with you. But the word positivity hasn't always been in our dictionaries, i to Yeah, yeah, definitely. So when did positive Esther come into play, and why? At what point in your life did you start to take a glass half full outlook on life
1: i think it was it was towards the end of last year i don't know what happened nothing it wasn't like you know just i made a conscious decision it was just i just sat there one day and i was like Do you know i'm not i'm not worrying about what's going to happen on friday i'm not worrying about what's going to happen next month and and i was just i was literally just living in the moment and that's just made a massive difference because i'm a terrible overthinker and I, I can overthink everything to the nth degree, um, and and I don't now. I do I do a bit, but I don't do it as much as much as I was doing. Um, so I don't I don't know what happened. It was it just kind of oh, god, just, happens, it just kind of yeah. came upon me yeah, to the point where the kids had a birthday party at the weekend and I didn't have a present for them because I'm not worried about what we're going to No, was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my god, yeah. you've got a party tomorrow. Heck, they'll have all the
0: birthdays, have yeah. All their birthdays. Don't you worry?
1: Well, no, it won't be kids' birthdays,
0: it was part oh, they were no, going no, to. I will not worry about it, I wouldn't worry about that one. Um, that's mega, that's a real, again, inspiring thing to say, yeah. really. The, the fact that you've put yourself in a position now where you take such a positive outlook, and that then radiates on others and you put yourself in a position where if, like I said, if you're having a bad day, you can put in the chat and you can be like, life's going a little bit pear-shaped. What do I do? Da, da 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 If someone else puts that in, you are someone that's first to, you know, firefight, fight, let's yeah, call yeah, it, and, yeah. and be there, which is also an incredible trait for you. Mm. So all of a sudden, from you, again, being on the sidelines of the Confidence Project, to now adding value, both in and out of your sessions, mm you've transformed into a whole new Esther. Oh, I have, yeah, Which is absolutely incredible, and that's just a testament to you. So I think it's fair to say that you have evolved as a person Mm. through your positivity, and those are two of our three Ps, which Mm. are mega. So we're looking at currently a very strong, if not the best version of Esther that only gets better. That is done and facilitated through your positivity Mm. and this glass half full and using... Um, using just simply quite like the right terminology at the right time, i.e. telling yourself you can do it. And you're doing all these things now. But our last piece, is our purpose. Now, this is ultimately why you're here. It's your goals. Mm. Now, you've said, Esther, again, there's a degree of irony here on your post-it note and your goals that you've written in here, to be a little bit more athlete yeah. and less mumsy. Okay. <laughs> now, with that comes the realm of health, fitness, training and nutrition so i'm going to come to your nutrition now yeah talk to me about your relationship with food and how it's gone from once where it was to where it is now and again is there been a little shift in there what did a bad day once look like for esther what does a good day now look like and what's your positive outlook on nutrition now
1: i've always had an up and down relationship with food um more more bad really than good um, I have got a very, very sweet tooth, and um, biscuits are my downfall. Mm-hmm. Um, having the children, I put on loads of weight. Um, when I had each of them, I did lose. I, I lost it between, but then I was still I still just felt fat and frumpy. Um, so, yeah, probably before, I just really wasn't bothered. I never tracked. I just ate where I wanted, and I ate too many biscuits. Um, And then doing this, I've tried to sort my food out um, and I'm I'm cutting out biscuits. I've cut out biscuits up to the half marathon. Um, I have far less of them or I just get sugar-free boring ones. Um, Yeah, so my my nutrition is getting better. I'm doing the 12-week challenge now. So I'm trying to eat as much protein as I can and I'm tracking the calories um, I'm tracking like today. I had a wrap and a chocolate bar at dinner time. It was meant to be a healthy type chocolate bar, but um, and I've tracked it all. And oh, and I had six custard creams, <laughs> um, but they're all tracked. And I, I am watching what I'm having. Um, so, yeah, my relationship with food hasn't been brilliant, but it's getting better.
0: It's getting better, which is amazing. But uh, that also
1: links into. How oh, the confidence project is changing my life because um, I'm wanting to do nutrition as a as a career path. So, just at the moment, I've, I have been working full time. I've now put that down to part time. Um, so, from September, then hopefully I can crack on with doing some nutrition qualifications and start doing that properly as well.
0: So, what's what's the goal behind that? What where do you see yourself in terms of this nutrition? career path as as the years. Well to be able go. to
1: advise other people on on you know the right things to eat. But I've got to start doing that myself as well. So I can't be advising them to eat you know healthy this, that and the other and go home and sit uh, sit and eat a packet of jam sandwich creams.
0: You can, boy, <laughs> I can be, be royal <laughs> So if 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 I said to you from my point of view, I think you've actually put some and cemented some real good habits for life. Mm. Could you name one, two of those habits that you feel like you can take with you now for the rest of your life that's going to stop you overthinking your food, stop you having a bit of a cold turkey, all or nothing approach? What what have you done that's really cemented this relationship with now food?
1: Um, I, don't, I don't know. I think it's just just to be more aware of it. I think that's what it is. Um, to be more aware of what I'm eating, and just not just to eat anything inside. sight. Um, like today, I was out at dinner time, and I had to choose what I, I what I wanted to eat. So I didn't just go for the you know the the calorie packed sandwich, bag of crisps, and a Twix or whatever. I did go for a healthier option. I looked at the calories. I looked at how much protein was in it, um, and then I'm buying more um, protein pudding. So I'll have a protein pudding rather than. A couple of biscuits or whatever, probably the same calories, but there's a lot more, it, it, it's better calories.
0: Absolutely right. In terms of the <clears throat> nutritional quality, now that's something that's mm. there. And again, I'm sort of going to come back to you really, because i, I think we might actually have a title for this podcast now. We were talking <laughs> before about what, what we're going to call this and we had a name, but it hadn't really resonated because so I don't think it does it justice. um But what I'm really hearing is your relationship with food and more you, I guess, is it comes down to you versus you. That's oh, what absolutely. I'm yeah. really yeah. hearing here. You're almost always, I think everyone will, have a voice inside your head that tells you you can't do something, yeah. and you need to create a voice inside your head that tells you you can't do yeah. something. So from a mindset perspective, mm. and you can use any example you see fit real here, Esther, how have you generally developed really what's shifted in your mindset because we've had so many conversations where you've said I can't we don't like using the word proud of ourselves." we've we've been our own worst critique like we all are of course so again we have had some dark days even since I've known you and like yeah. I say we, we've but the darkest is the way behind us but you know we've had years of just Being lost in your own head, overthinking, doing these things. How have you developed what's happened to Esther to just be in a position where actually this I can voice shouts so much louder?
1: Um, It's me running and being active.
0: So it's just a general activity thing? It's just a general
1: activity thing, yeah. I'm not just sat at home, not doing anything. I mean, I never was that sort of person just to sit there and, you know, just sit and watch telly and eat a bag of crisps or whatever. But I am actually doing something for me. Um, like I, I go out running at half past five in the morning, so I go out before the kids have got up, so that then I can still have the day with the children. Um, yeah, so it's it's just the, it's the being active.
0: It's the being active, mm. and to read between the lines, there it's investing in you. Like we said before, yeah. you've put yourself at the top of the priority list. Mm. From doing so now, would you agree? Coming back to your nutrition, that you being more mindful of your food is almost the accelerator behind that. In terms of when you are more active, you are more inclined to eat better, do the right things, and you—it's almost giving you a little bit more fulfilment and purpose in your life, really. So, would you say because you're so much more active and you're lightly running, that's Give you the incentive to create a better relationship with food,
1: yeah. I think so, but then I still, I, I mean, I haven't knocked biscuits on the head, so I will still have a couple of biscuits. But then I know if I've just been for a 10k run or whatever, then that's justifiable. Well, it is in my head anyway. No, you're right, <laughs> and, and because d- the calories, I'm still on a calorie deficit, I'm not, and that's what that's Listen what it's yourself, all about. You're spouting oh all, God.
0: you know, <laughs> any nutritionist are in that realm, sign her real. up. It's great. And look, of course we we with our biscuits here at the Conference Project, it'd be what kind of life mm. is it without a few chocolate bobbins, custard creams? <laughs> but it comes down to this idea of balance. Would you say you've got um a balanced lifestyle currently in terms of everything that you know you, you are striving for in terms of like your training, your nutrition, your headspace, is everything well, looking is quite there,
1: good
0: yeah, for us yeah, at the moment? It's there or thereabouts, yeah. Yeah. Um the other thing that I'd like to sort of touch on is just any other struggles that you feel like any listener could resonate with because you know we've all got struggles but you know we've, we've touched on your headspace we've touched on nutrition we've touched on not making time for yourself is there anything else or anything out of those three that you could elaborate on if you saw sort of fit um and wanted to almost share with us you your best advice how to combat that
1: well, I think people look at me and think, right, she's got four children under 11. She's got a full-time job. She's also got a part-time job. And I'm, I'm married, obviously. Um, and how does she fit it in? Um, but you've got to make time to do it. And like I say, that's why I get up in the morning. You'd have never got me getting up at half past five in the morning. Because I remember when you started the confidence project, 5.30 a.m. I was like, "Duck, stupid. No, I can't do it. And I made the excuse that no, my husband's got to work, I can't do it. Um, but I did the first time I went out on it, I felt absolutely flipping amazing. And we were only out for like 40 minutes. I were back, and I managed to get a load of stuff done. And my husband even got up for work <laughs> at that point. Um, so you've just got to make time for yourself, and, and you can fit it in.
0: And if someone says, I don't have time for myself, you do. You do.
1: <laughs> you, do. you
0: do. You absolutely do you're right, and I know people get shot down for this, but everyone's got the same 24 hours in a day.
1: Yeah.
0: And it's what you make a priority um, will, will be the thing that, that serves you best, really. And for you, you've, yes, made your running a priority, but actually you've made you a priority. Yeah. So much so sure that we're forgetting to get for the children a birthday gift. Yeah. But that's <laughs> not the end of the world <laughs> at all. So what you've said to me is just absolutely brilliant. Um, So what I'd like to know, is you, like I say, you, you didn't maybe feel part of the conference Project at times and you've done, you know, various sort of, you know, things as the years gone on and, you know, your headspace has been here, there and everywhere. But actually now Esther here is sat in a really good position. Mm. Looking back at the conference Project, mm. what's been your best memory of it? Uh,
1: the best memory was when I went to FG when I just wasn't bothered. Well, I just went in and I was just like anybody else. And me, I was me being me, um, and I just wasn't. I've, I've never felt like that going into that sort of situation. Um, so yeah, I just felt really comfortable with everyone.
0: Are you someone who's always had a good network of friends and people no. around you?
1: No, um, I've, I have, I've got friends. I don't have loads of friends. I don't like. I don't particularly like going out socialising. Um, so no, and I'm not comfortable in that sort of. In, in that sort of environment. I used to organise events, so people always think that's that's really strange because I can organise a dinner for a thousand people and I'll go there and be the face of it, but I'm not comfortable doing it or I'm not comfortable being that person that everyone's watching. Um, but no, that, that one MFG session was, the, was like the turning point.
0: The light bulb moment. Mm. Do you feel like if someone new was to join, you could... Quickly put your arm around the shoulder and say, yeah. "This is the way." Based, I've on done what it I've with done. a couple
1: of new starters, and you know, message them separately and things.
0: Doing the yeah. do. and would you agree that, but from you, adding more value to the confidence project, are you sending these messages, being more involved with the group as the months have gone on, that you've become a better person?
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: I know so. Yeah. See, I am someone who gets to watch from the satellite, so well, yeah, I get yeah. to see everyone. <laughs> and I know yeah. so. And and you have developed your scores per month mm-hmm. for a reason,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is mega. It is. It's mega. So it, it'd be a shame not to talk about confidence itself, then, being the Confidence Project. Talk to me about your confidence, generally speaking. And that's your perception, whatever that would be in, really. You know, are you confident? Would Not, you not say you're a really. confident person? I say I'm not confident. No. No. So, where's your
1: confidence currently at? Um, I don't know. Maybe a, I don't know. Maybe a six or seven. Six or
0: seven. Mm. And where would it have been? You know, when you spoke quite these dark days. Oh, right? a
1: bit
0: of zero. So you've increased by Absolute sixty seventy percent. Yeah.
1: Mm. Why? Um. Okay. I don't. Just kind of feeling better about myself and what I'm doing. And um, I think it's, it's the pride that you get from doing something in here. You know, coming in, and I did them easy bar sit up things, you know, and I did whatever 60 or something the other day after doing other stuff. And it was like, good grief at the start. There's no way that I could have done that.
0: We've seen you do the hardest exercises, the sweatiest sessions, the, the things that <laughs> push you the most. <laughs> it's been incredible. We've taken you up the biggest hills we can find and made you mm. sprint up them. We've run a half marathon together. The things you've done and achieved, like I said before, are incredible. Mm. Um, And that is why people call you the machine. And it's you doing these things that will increase your confidence. Mm. Now, we can never be at a ten, unfortunately, because there's always going to be something new, i.e., You're now going to go into a half marathon with more confidence because you've done one before. But what about when it comes to the ultra marathon and you're probably thinking, Christ alive, what's going to happen (laughs) here? But you've actually shown that you've gone from a zero to six, seven. Surely we've got to keep going up looking at this trajectory. And yes, it will be a roller coaster. Mm. But life is on the up for Esther and it continues to do so. Mm. So think about everything you've said. There's only one right answer for this. (laughs) But you're going to love it. Do you feel proud of yourself? Ish. <laughs> Wrong answer. You see?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, no, I, I do, but I don't like admitting it. Yeah, that's what it is. What do you think like, is that is? Yes, I do, but I don't like. I don't like.
0: Why would you not big yourself up?
1: Um, because um, past history at school, and Actually. I know that was a long time ago, but yeah, I don't. I just find it really hard.
0: Do you think that impacted you sort of joining the conference project based on your? past um, like I say troubles in terms of you know how you felt in, in like a network of people i.e., a school environment mm. or whatever did that make it harder for you to really lean into the process would you say and, and become you know uh, uh, someone who feels part of it
1: yeah maybe yeah because I don't want to um, I don't want to give people the opportunity to say well why she why is she bigging herself up or whatever and um, so if I, if I put my guard up, then they can't say that.
0: You're right. But then in turn, you and when this happens, and I don't think you do this anymore, by the way. But you you almost operate from a place of safety. You when when you play it safe, you will almost get by doing whatever it's going to be. Keep your head down, fly under the radar, which I think is an incredible trick. You like you know you do crack on. Mm. But you've put a ceiling on your potential by doing that. Mm. Now, I think over this last, what, few months, you've just taken a little chisel and you started cracking through that ceiling. Yeah. So now the sky's the limit. And now I almost want you to dream really big and think there's no limit. I am limitless. I am powerful. I am empowered. I am fulfilled. Me saying that, how does that make you feel? Because it's a fact, mm. it's a fact, the numbers don't lie, you can ish and mm and all you want, <laughs> I've heard it all before, <laughs> what we've seen, like we said, is an upwards trajectory. Yeah, we have. But how does that make you feel, thinking about how far you've come?
1: Yeah, it makes me feel good.
0: Yeah? How oh, good?
1: Yeah, really good.
0: Really good. But I just
1: don't like admitting it. Really
0: good. So, <laughs> we're going to bring Esther on for another podcast and one day we'll get her to admit a minute and we'll, we'll put it mm. live and everyone will be able to it. <laughs> But you deserve the plaudits, really. You really, really do. Um, And I think you can, well, you know, I'm full and proud of you. But, you know, I see so many other people who are so proud of you for the things you've done, the value you add, what you give, what you offer. They see the value in Esther as, uh, for a start, a machine (laughs) in the gym. You know, you, you are someone people would always want to work out with. But then, like I said, you're adding more strings to your bro with this nutrition. They look at you as someone who can, as a mother, someone who can do X, Y, and Z at their job. And and actually, you know, all your pieces of your puzzle are just aligning that little bit better. But the centrepiece of that is you. It is, which is incredible. Um, So basically, all I wanted to do with this episode was big you up. Um, So if I could ask you, just to sort of sum up, and you and all your achievements. Can you give me one to three reasons why you've gone from where you once were to where you are now? Um, <clears throat> uh, you
1: for one thing.
0: I just the thing is, people say that. I'm Go no, going no, no, to God.
1: facilitate this.
0: I, I open. I'm going to reword. I'm <laughs> I open the door. You took the step.
1: Yeah. But you're the one that's that's pushing us, but not pushing us hard. You're pushing us in a friendly way, and and you're the inspiration behind what we do as well. How many other the PTs would sit here and do twelve challenges in a year? Answer me past, that past exactly. Like, answer as well. me that. Don't know. So you wouldn't. So that's inspirational as a as a, as a thing as well. And um, and then there's the other people in the confidence projects that you know that have got you back basically. Um, And I still do have my my bad days and I do moan and, you know, sometimes I'll think, I don't think I should have it again. Um, But they're always there. They're always positive. Um,
0: So It's mega. Well, remember, I'm the one asking the questions here, not you. (laughs) i the tables turned there. It was great. But you're absolutely right in terms of what you said about, you know, we are all there as one. And now I feel at one and, you know, we were once, Or, I should say, I was once Liam Twell's personal trainer. Still am, still a PT, still me, I ain't changed. Um, But I always now say this is far more than a PT, and in that is the confidence project. Can you tell us about the shift from our initial one to one PT when we're on a field working out, when we're in here, just you? to the Confidence Project and the impact that's had on your life. Because I know you said it's me and me being the inspiration, of course. I thank you in abundance for that. But I just feel one of many, really. We are one. We are one movement. There's no hierarchy. We stand shoulder to shoulder and we stand on each other's shoulders and we become stronger together. And that's something that I cannot wait to see continue to develop and grow. And it makes me so proud of. But from your point of view what's the shift been on sort of you and the impact it's had on your life, actually going from a one-to-one generic PT to the Confidence Project? Well, it is. It's gone from being a one-to-one to a group thing.
1: And I'm, and I'm, I'm not – I don't like groups. So, you know, it was difficult to – to you know, when, when we started it. Um, but, no, it's just – it's the support network that's there. That's the big thing. It's not just, you know, like I say, it's not just one, one-to-one one me coming in and going home and that's that. It's me coming here and then you post it on Instagram or whatever. Uh, you post stuff in um, in the WhatsApp chat and then people, you know, reply or I might put something in and go, I've just done, the you know, the world's worst run or whatever and they're like, don't be daft or I'll just be like, I've done a brilliant run. Um, you know, so it, it's it's the group support
0: which is huge. It's yeah, it huge. Is massive. It
1: is massive. Yeah. We have
0: a, a thing, and I can't claim to have coined this, but you know, when you want to go fast, you go alone. Mm. When you want to go further, you go together.
1: Mm.
0: We were once going fast, we've gone slow, we've had brakes on, we've accelerated all, all in, foot on gas, and we've gone through all the emotions of life that's brought us, but now we're sat here mm. going together we're looking at an Esther who has leaned into the process, who's backed herself to the high heavens, who continues to inspire everyone in her life, who continues to conquer and achieve. And again, you have gone from the very darkest days to the lightest, brightest days. Mm -hmm. So somebody who's suffering from the darkest days, whether that be something similar to yourself in terms of relying on tablets, um, experiencing anxiety, depression, overthinking, a poor relationship with food, the things that you've been there and done, what's your advice to them? Just get active.
1: Get active. It's the—it's Exercise is the best thing you can ever do. Don't make any excuses for it. You might come in and think, I do not want to do this. I can 100% guarantee that you'll come out of it feeling a million times better than you went in. Even if you don't put your all into it, you'll still come out feeling better than when you went in. And just imagine what you'd feel like if you hadn't bothered. You'd still be wallowing. You'd still be fed up. You'd still be depressed. And then you'd probably be thinking, why didn't I go? I should have gone. And then you'll make yourself 100 times worse. So exercise is absolutely everything.
0: Is that something you wish you could have said to...
1: To me 30 years staff? ago.
0: Yeah, yeah. when you were going then, it was like, that's sterling advice. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> But it was almost as if you were talking to yourself and a yeah. former you. Yeah. And I think that's someone again who you've you've like I said, you've done the marathons and you've you've thought you mean, you've done incredibly well. But it's almost a different S to doing it now. We're looking mm. at someone who's got that spark, mm. the machine is up and running. It's incredible to see, really. So I've got to ask you, this is your platform to Again, figure yourself up, do what you want, really. Say what you want within reality. <laughs> um, I hope you got it recorded because it's been an incredible <laughs> effort on your behalf. I'm, I'm going to. Fund I you hope you got it's so recorded know, as you know, well. I'll bring you back in tomorrow. <laughs> if I said to you, this is your platform, you can say what you want within reason. Hmm. What's your message to the world based on your experience, your advice to somebody? What's your message?
1: It's um, get off your backside and exercise. Just do anything so long as you're getting your heart rate up and you're getting out and about. You need fresh air and just just move.
0: <laughs> it's <brilliant. laughs> Exercise aside, hmm. give me another words of wisdom. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm going <laughs> to put
0: you on the spot here because you're right, you find a safe haven in uh, exercise. It's so good to see. But it's one of many, this physical sort of side of things, this sort of mental side of things that you sort of learn to love and and be at one with in terms of your running etc it's mega
1: the other thing i do is make sure in the morning i've worked out three things that i've got to do that day they don't have to be massive but then you know that at the end of the day if you've done them you've 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 done what you set out to do
0: what did you set out to do today <sighs> put you on the spot yeah what this is where she turned around i i ain't done it today no
1: no um I I finished off writing my autobiography for tonight.
0: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> it. Well, I, I of course, I sent Esther some questions. I'm like, just saying, I'm going to ask you these. <laughs> you've come in with with an autobiography, <laughs> which is huge. Of course, so yeah. thank you for that. So that's that's number one tip.
1: Yeah, well, and then. I I went to this event this afternoon, which, like I say, I don't like events. I don't like going into events, and I have managed that okay. And um, and I've tracked my calories.
0: Huge, mega, and to me, and you're awesome. you're now just doing the do, and as part of your. Life, really.
1: But can I say, in my dark days, my three things would be walk to the shop, buy a loaf of bread, and walk home. And that's so. That's a massive shift.
0: Going above and beyond now, aren't we? Yeah. (laughs) Long gone are the days where we're finding the wins in in a loaf Mm. of bread. Mm. We're finding the wins in in you, in life.
1: Mm.
0: Yes, we know how much you developed as an athlete now. Have you changed anywhere else across your sort of you, um, obviously, as a mother, as a employee, as a friend?
1: Um, I think I'd like to say I'm a nicer person. There's, there's times when, you know, women of a certain age of hormones take over and you can't do anything about that. But exercise helps that as well. Have I mentioned exercise? You should have said something. I, you I should have said or, something. I should have kept it quiet. <laughs> I? Um, so I think in when I'm not hormonal, I think I am a, a nicer person.
0: Do you think that's because, and this is more my perspective than yours, you've eliminated, yes, the overthinking, but almost the negative connotations that you'd potentially once affiliate with something. And like I say, we've always we sometimes found it hard to find the bright spots, we sometimes find it hard to find the positives. I think you and I find the positives and you can do all the the happy, smiley sort of things, even when it's difficult. But would you agree that by removing said stigmas, negatives, whatever, it's helped your perspective on life and then you as a person?
1: I think so. I mean, I think you asked this question the other day, um, are your your thoughts more negative than positive? And I said negative. And, And I remember you saying to me, why did you say that? I've got a bone to pick with you or something. Why <laughs> did you say that? My my go-to is always negativity. It always has been, and unfortunately, I think it always will be. But I have now learned, no, but I've now learned to spin it round. So instead of immediately going, I can't do it, I can't do it, "Life's awful, what's going on? I'll, I'll then think about it for a bit, and then I'll be like, yeah, I can do it. You know, yeah life life isn't that bad actually. You know, and then I'll and then I'll turn it into a positive.
0: So the voice inside your head that comes with this negative mm. is now being outspoken yeah. and diminished by yeah. positive Esther. Yeah. So I couldn't ask for much more. Mm. So currently sat here. Your positivity, you as a person, and your purpose, aka your goals, all looking pretty good and the trajectory continues to go up. Oh,
1: they're all tens still, yeah.
0: All tens, mega. So, last thing from me. If somebody was sat on the fence about joining the Confidence Project. and Climb
1: up it and fall Well, off. that's it. That's another
0: <laughs> thing. You know, FYI, if we ever do a leg session in a field, <laughs> take the path, don't Not climb over the, the fence. fence. Uh, because your legs will say, hang on a minute, what's happened what here? What do are you doing? Someone said to you, Esther, I'm really thinking about joining. I'm unsure. What would you say to them?
1: Oh, Just don't be unsure. Just do it. We're not honed athletes. We're not, you know, we're not the elite. We've all, we're not millionaires. You know, it's tough for us all. It's, you know, it's an expensive, it, it's an expensive thing to do. But it's, God, it's worth the money. It's, it's worth absolutely everything. Um, just do it. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. Yeah, your head might be saying, oh, but I don't know, I can't afford, I don't want to. I, you know, I've, I can put millions of excuses in my way not to go to a training session. Just don't do that. Just do it. You,
0: Just do it. <laughs> <My> <laughs> this argument, can be your happy place yeah, as well as yeah, mine. You're absolutely right. And my argument to that is always, of course, money waits the world go around and we need it to live, really. But can you really put a price on you? No, I can I don't think you can. No, you can't. And, and look, I, I did exactly the same. I, I made the most expensive investment in my life when I got myself a coach mm. and I gave him my last penny. Mm. That unveiled the confidence project. That unveiled the best me. And by investing in myself, I became someone I never, ever thought I could be. And I think that is in you and mm. probably so many others as well, mm. which is mega. So just do it. Just do it, to quote Mike, I feel like I say that a lot in my podcast Just do it. <laughs> Best advice, everyone. Just do it. It's mega. So, Esther, have we missed anything from your autobiography that we need to share?
1: Oh, just, just bear with me.
0: <laughs> just bear with me. I was no, looking no, I the pages. So. <laughs> That's okay. In that uh, case, then, we're going to wrap it up. Yeah, cool. I can't thank you enough. I'm praying to God that when I end this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to press the right button. and It doesn't go pear-shaped. Um, but I want to thank you. Um, I'm sure that many listeners will be able to take absolute abundance from that. Hopefully, I know so. Thank you. All
1: right. Job well done.